It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Well, greetings and welcome on in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode 12 today. We are really glad that you are with us. Come on in. As I like to say, the water is fine. Can you imagine right now? Being outside on your patio, or a patio, maybe there's a pool there, maybe there's a hot tub there. The sun is shining. It's definitely warm, but not too hot. Feels just right, a light breeze on your skin. And we're just enjoying a cup of coffee together and talking about life, the vicissitudes within our lives, and just enjoying the day over a cup of coffee, clothes-free. Or how about a plate of fruit? Could you go for some watermelon right now? I sure could. How about some grapes? Maybe an apple. Maybe some celery sticks and some filtered water. Again, sitting clothes-free at that table outside. Not on public display, just for our own pleasure and enjoying the clothes-free life. Maybe Lisa Monroe, our weekly correspondent, and Jennifer Hill, our administrative assistant, and I will invite every single listener to do that with us. My pool is not that big. <laughs> My lanai slash deck is not that big. But maybe one of our listeners does have one that big. Wouldn't that be great? That's why we're here, enjoying clothes-free living for all of the right reasons, whatever you call it, naturism, nudism, just flat out being naked and enjoying it. Uh, that's why we are here, to spread the word and spread the joys because when you do remove your clothes, you remove a lot more than that. Yeah, You remove the barriers between you and other people. The physical barriers are the clothes. They're gone. It's just you now. But you also feel other barriers being removed. Mental barriers, psychological barriers, social barriers. Everything vanishes in a nanosecond when you get your clothes off and enjoy clothes-free living. So we're glad you're with us. And if anybody has a pool or a deck that big, let me know, and we'll schedule it. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Nobody has a pool that big, not even the richest people in the world, because the numbers are really big around here, and they grow every single day, and we appreciate that very much. People tune in for this show, for example, episode 12. It's their first time. They say, whoa, if that's 12, there must be 11 somewhere else, and that somewhere else is right where they were. And they start listening to them. So every single day the numbers grow. We're heard around the world. And we hope we continue to give exactly what you are seeking. Information and discussions on Close Free Living. If there's anything you want to know, anything you want to hear on this show, a topic you would like addressed, please let us know. There are different ways to get a hold of us. You can leave a message on our website, nakednudistsandnaturists.com. You can leave a message there, and uh, Lisa and or I uh, will retrieve them and respond. You can also find us on Twitter, which to me is probably the best way, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But you can find us there, the same deal. 
Just type in naked nudists and naturists in the search bar, and our page will come up. And you can certainly follow us, and we will follow back. You can reach us by email, but we've had some issues with email recently, but I'll give you the address, nakedforevermore at gmail.com. That's nakedforevermore at gmail.com. But we recently had a couple of fine people who tell the world that they are naturists. They did some nefarious things with our email. I don't want to get into details, but it's made us take a step back. Like, okay, maybe we can't use email here because it can be penetrated rather easily. And we're just on red alert slash caution around here. And so we might not respond right away by email, but we will respond reasonably soon on Twitter. So please... Write us there. You can also, as I mentioned, leave a message on our website. We do want to hear from you early and often, and we do write back. The interaction is great. We enjoy it. It keeps us going here and lets us know we're doing the right thing. It also lets us know if you want to hear something else. Now, a couple of things before we get into the show. First of all, you know by now, a brand new show for you every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. And for now, it hits Spotify at that hour. And then through the logistical bends and turns and twists, it eventually gets out to Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. But if you want it right away, and a lot of people do, and we appreciate that, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on Spotify. Like us, subscribe, all that good lingo they use in the podcast world. But we also have something new here, and I forgot to mention it on last week's show. You get a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 a.m., but guess what? Just to show you how much we love you and appreciate you, every Wednesday we will give you a preview of the upcoming show. And the preview will be about five, six, seven minutes long or so. And we drop those on YouTube. That's right, YouTube. So here's the deal. Go to YouTube.com, of course. Type in Naked Nudists and Naturists. Our page will come up, and if you go there right now for the first time, you'll see 12 previews, episodes 1 through 12. So this show drops on Saturday, September 16th, episode 12, the full episode on Saturday, September 16th, and then the preview for episode 13 will hit on Wednesday September the 20th. So I hope that makes sense. The preview hits on a Wednesday. The full show hits on a Saturday. The preview on Wednesday is YouTube only. The full show on Saturday is the podcast world, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And that way you have a heads up. Plus, you don't have to wait an entire seven days. Nothing worse than listening to a show like this, enjoying it, and then have to wait seven more days. No, you get a little hit. (laughs) <laughs> little midweek hit of our show on YouTube. So check it out every Wednesday, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. And every Saturday morning, the full show, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, also in the podcast world. Well, on today's show, we will talk to our weekly correspondent, Lisa Monroe. She'll be coming in to discuss an article with me uh, written by Carrie Jane. She runs the BHH Naturist Resort in the Canary Islands. It's her home, and she turned it into a resort, and you can book it there fully nude. She has a pool. She has everything there. You can check her out, BHH Naturist Resort. Well, she writes a weekly blog for her business, for her resort. And today, Lisa and I will discuss an article that Carrie Jane recently wrote about the benefits 
of being a naturist slash nudist slash being naked clothes free. So we'll talk to Lisa Monroe about that article. We'll also have part two of my interview with the terrific Linda Weber. We had part one on episode 11 last week, episode 12 today, a part two with Linda Weber. I am the face of naturism. She can be found true blue nude on social media everywhere. And what an amazing woman, an amazing advocate for naturism and living the clothes-free life for all the right reasons. So we'll get to part two of my interview with Linda Weber in just a little bit. And before we get to all of that, we do have some more emails, direct messages, and other ways of contacting us. Uh, Our listeners have written in. So let me go ahead and read some of those to you. We enjoy sharing these stories with you because it might be your story, too, or something you've thought about, and hey, somebody else has the same thought. This first email is from a gentleman who I will refer to as GM, per his request. Does not want his name out there, understood. Says, just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I listen to it every week. Unfortunately, I listen to it when I'm outside working, so I have to have clothes on. I discovered that I enjoyed going nude when I was around 16 years old. There was a nude beach not far from where I lived, and I would ride my bike there and spend some time there. I was young, and I didn't really fit in with the groups there, but I enjoyed it anyway. Later, I would go to Black's Beach, which is in San Diego, where I live, and enjoy the beach and the ocean. I found it hard to make friends, seeing how I am a shy person. Even though I was nude on the beach, along with others there, I was hoping to make friends along the way, but it never came about. Now that I have been married, I don't go any longer, since she does not approve of me going naked, not even around the house, although I do naked early in the mornings before she gets up and during the day when no one is around. Wish I could enjoy naturism more, but that's the way it is for me right now. But when I get the chance, the clothes come off and I feel free. Thanks again for your show. Take care, GM. Well, thank you for your very kind letter, GM. We understand uh, married couples, this happens a lot, more often than I wish it would. One person is fully into naturism. The other says, hey, not only put a pair of pants on, but maybe put six pairs of pants on in case five of them rip. Hang in there, GM, and maybe one day we can get you to be a fully naturist couple. We also got a direct message on Twitter from a gentleman who calls himself the best-dressed nudist. You can find him on Twitter uh, using that, the best-dressed nudist. Just type it in. You'll find him. He's a New Yorker new to Dallas, and he wrote the following. Hey, Team NNNN. (laughs) We actually use that around the studio quite a bit. N cubed, NNN, just to make it simpler to use around the studio. But hey, team NNNN, thanks for the follow back. I recently came across your podcast. I'm really enjoying it. I enjoy that you've had some rather unknown slash unexpected guests mixed in with some of the tried and true people in the naturist community. Keep up the great work. And we appreciate that note from the best dressed nudist. You can find him on Twitter. And we received another note slash poem from Paul Priestley. We read one of his poems on an earlier episode. And Paul wrote in, Hi, Frank and Lisa. Thank you for such a great show! Exclamation point. I look forward every week to listen to the latest news and interviews regarding the wonderful life of clothes-free living. Inspiration hit me again to write another poem, this one with a more spiritual theme. You have my permission to read it on air if you choose. Enjoy! And so we're going to do that. Paul's poem is entitled, Skin is a Sin. 
Oh no, not this again. You think me being naked is a sin? You say, cover it up, others will see. What they see is a rapper, it's really not me. You see magazines and what they inspire? I've seen others undress, I had no desire. Now don't get me wrong, I enjoy making love. But there's only one person that fits like a glove. You say, I'm damned, you and your kind. Then I say to you, the sin is really in your mind. And that's from Paul Priestley, an avid listener of Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. And uh, Paul, we thank you very much uh, for the latest poem. And again, we enjoy hearing from you. Send your cards and letters. Well, we don't do cards and letters anymore, do we? <laughs> Send your emails. You might not get a response right away because of some stuff going on, but nakedforevermore at gmail.com. The best way is to find us on Twitter. I check every message. Jennifer Hill in the studio here in the office checks every message, and between us, we respond to everything. So that's really the best way now. Naked, nudist, and naturist. Find us on Twitter. And you can also leave a message for us on our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 12 today. We thank you for being with us. A brand new full show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Hit Spotify first and the other platforms a little later in the day. And then we're now giving you a tease every Wednesday. So the preceding Wednesday, you get a five, six, seven minute tease, a little hit on YouTube. So go to YouTube, type in Naked Nudist and Naturist, follow us there, subscribe. And every Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, you will get a little tease as to what's coming up on the next Saturday, which is only a few days away after that. And then the full show hits on that Saturday. So we thank you again for being with us. Naked, nudist, and naturist, episode 12 today. And as you can tell by the music sneaking up on me, it's time for our weekly correspondent, Lisa Monroe. Let's head out to our weekly correspondent, Lisa Monroe. Good morning, Lisa. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm doing wonderful today. And how are you? I'm doing well. We're both uh, currently, at this very moment, living the clothes-free life and naturism to the max. So how could life get any better? It couldn't get any better unless we could just do this all the time and didn't have to worry about clothes, period. But, um, you know, that's, <laughs> that's right. not the case right now. That's uh, true. Now, I, uh, I interviewed somebody recently. She'll be on an upcoming show. Uh, Carrie Jane, she runs the BHH Naturist Resort in the Canary Islands. And uh, we talked about a lot of things. She puts out a weekly newsletter. And one of them that she recently put out, uh, she says, being a naturist or someone who embraces a nudist lifestyle can vary from person to person, but also has various benefits such as, and then she lists a bunch. So I'll go through them one by one and just give your thoughts on this. Uh, the first one, she said, body acceptance. It promotes body positivity and acceptance. Have you seen that uh, with yourself or with other people? I think so. I, I can speak for myself and say yes. I think that, you know, it takes a while to get comfortable being in a group of people naked. You know, it sometimes takes a while to get comfortable being in front of one person naked. So mm -hmm. you spread that that around a bit and it's it's... It's not an easy thing to do, but once you kind of reach that point where you've told yourself, what are you so fearful of? Yeah. We all are the same. We may be in different shapes and sizes, but you know what? It's okay to be different or to look different yeah. or to be thin or, or not thin or, you know, whatever. So I think it's, I think that's 
a very true statement that it does help us learn to accept ourselves. Right. And it's not even so much for the the new person trying it out. Yeah. What you just said addresses somebody trying it for the first time. But once you're into it, you just show up, the clothes come off, we start having some lemonade and uh, whatever. And we, we just enjoy life. You don't think about it. Yeah. How about connection with nature being nude outdoors? allows naturists to feel a deeper connection with nature and appreciate the natural world without barriers. I'm sure you've seen that too. You're outside, you're naked, and life is good. I remember the first time I went outside naked. It was glorious. I didn't expect to, you know, that sunshine was amazing, that the breeze was amazing. I even went out once when it was much cooler and it was, you know, not freezing cold, but it was like, and I hate cold weather. But there was something invigorating and, and mm-hmm. thrilling about it, about it being cold. And and so you, it's, I don't know, unless you've done it, you can explain the true connection. But there is something completely different. There's, again, those barriers just get swept away. And it is a wonderful feeling. Yeah. When, when the sun and the, the breeze or the wind hits your bare skin, where it's not hit it before or doesn't hit it. If you're in the textile world, yeah, it's a feeling you can't describe. Certainly increased comfort, naturists report feeling more comfortable and relaxed when nude. Well, of course, because every time you bend or twist or lean, you're not fighting a a clothes going with you. You're just bending, twisting, and leaning, right? Exactly, and you're also not worried about what's, you know, sagging when you bend over or whatever, because you just, you begin to lose that need to impress or... Uh, or that fear of being judged. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the two things that keep us kind of constricted, even with clothes on. We fear being judged. We fear being, you know, uh, chastised or or made fun of or whatever. So when you can pull those those things away, it's a good thing. So it's definitely more comfortable. Yeah. She mentioned social bonding. Naturist communities often provide a supportive and inclusive environment, which fosters strong social connections and a sense of belonging. And it goes back to everything we've already said Uh, on every episode so far. You strip away the barriers and suddenly you're just yourself and he is himself and she is herself and you just enjoy each other's company, right? Yeah, then it comes down to personalities, you know, and and who people are, not what they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what they do for a living, what they, you know, even even their favorite food, none of that matters. You're it's it's just stripped everything away. I know it keeps saying that, but that's the way it feels is that it's just everything that defines us in some ways is pulled away from us so that we get to who we are and who the other person is. Yeah. Stress reduction, being in a naturist setting and experiencing the freedom of nudity can lead to reduced stress and improved overall well-being. I agree to that. How about you? Yes, there is no question about that. And and it goes back to everything. Everything that, that you're talking about is kind of building on each other because that comfort, that bonding, social bonding where you're with people who who are not being judgmental or and who love the same things you do. So, you know, all of that just builds to that that stressfully, but I'm telling you something, you can just go outside by yourself naked and it will take the stress away. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I try to, I don't make it every single day because I don't want to overdo it. But on most days I try to get outside and uh, stretch out and lie down in the sun and just take it all in, obviously with no clothes on and then take a dip in the pool or the ocean because it just feels great. Feel invigorated. I can take on all of life's issues if there are any at that point. 
Uh, improve self-esteem. This is a big one for me, uh, for males and females. Naturism can help individuals build self-confidence and self-esteem, promoting a positive self-image. Now, when I grew up as a kid, a lot of the guys on the street, you know, we played together with no clothes on. And a lot of dads didn't have clothes on in their home. Some moms did, some moms did not. Uh, but we grew up, I don't, I guess, in a, on a naturist block. Not, not everybody <laughs> was, but a lot of the guys who got together to play sports, so we were. And when we showed up, I was just telling someone this the other day, when we showed up for a baseball game, we had supreme confidence that we could hit the ball, throw the ball, feel the ball. And somebody actually asked some people, how, how are those kids so uh, cocky and self-confident that come from that street? And I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, we were naturists. It just yeah. promoted that whole self-esteem thing. How about you? Well, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And of course, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up, you know, with, with I got a speck of, of dirt on my clothes. My mother changed my outfit right then, you know, so it got to be a joke in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. you know, she's <laughs> Lisa's got a speck of dirt on her, so she'll be in a new outfit in a minute. So clothes were like a thing for me. Yeah. And so I didn't grow up that way. And yet I didn't also grow up with, with parents who seemed to be too you know, uptight about clothing or anything. My dad went shirtless a lot. My mother wore short shorts and a tank top. You know, it was nothing, there was no hidden thing other than just not naked. So I think, I think it definitely helps with that self-esteem because it comes back to, you know, who you are now and you can feel confident that your personality and how you look at life and how you live your life you know, supersedes any of this kind of cover up or, oh my gosh, you know, put on your three piece suit, which I always hated and hated those things yeah. for, for me that, you know, so I think it, it definitely gives us self-esteem. How could it not? If you're comfortable with yourself, then you're, then you're going to have that, that confidence that you need. That's it. Open-mindedness, embracing naturism can lead to a more open-minded and accepting attitude. Well, that's true. You know, today we get into these political arguments. You know, I like this guy, you like that guy or gal, and we can sit down and argue forever. But I don't think the arguments will be as intensive if you're both naked. You just uh, who so cares that. about that? You can like who you want. I can like who I want. Let's have some iced tea, and then you just move on. Well, I think the biggest problem in our society today is that we label everything. You don't like coffee? I don't like you. You're that party? <laughs> I don't. Well, then you're. Yeah. You're trash. Yeah. You know, that's not true. There's good and bad in every single environment. And every time we say, oh, those people are, then either whether that's a positive or negative statement about them, we mm -hmm. are making judgments and we are not being open-minded. None of us are going to agree. Yeah. We're never going to agree on 100% of everything. Right. But we have to respect what other people think. And I think in a lot of ways, when, again, when you stripped away everything else that those labels that we put on us, because, you know, when you walk into a, uh, onto a nude beach or you walk into a resort, who the heck knows what your political bent is? You know, you don't right. actually come in with the bumper sticker on your butt, you know, it's right. just, it's right. just, although I'm sure some may try, but, um, yeah. but it's not, it just, it just keeps us to back to our core values, yeah. who we are. And I, absolutely, I think it, it makes a big difference for us. All right. Now, last couple ones to go through. It kind of goes with what we said before, enhanced sensory experience. Being nude can heighten sensory experiences, allowing individuals to feel the elements directly on their skin, which we mentioned. 
And the last one, sustainable living. Naturism often aligns with environmental values as it encourages a simpler and more eco-friendly way of living. You know, less water, less soap, less uh, electricity if you're running the washer or dryer or gas, whatever you're running it on. I'm sure you agree with that. I certainly do. <laughs> and right. I think these are, are just very common sense things yeah. that naturism brings. Yeah, very well said. And again, we want to thank Carrie Jane at the BHH Naturist Resort over in the Canary Islands for that information. It does a weekly blog. And Lisa Monroe, as always, thank you. And do you promise to remain closed free until we talk again? I certainly will. And you All too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a great week. Lisa Monroe, thank you very much. We'll talk again soon. Take care, Frank. Have a good one. Thank you. The terrific Lisa Monroe, our weekly correspondent. And I probably shouldn't tell you this because uh, she'll probably get mad at me, but it will not be the first time. <laughs> Lisa Monroe is quite the dancer, and she enjoys her theme music. I selected it. She she had nothing to do with that, but she likes it. And when that music comes on before and after, Lisa Monroe is dancing. Now, we don't do video here. Maybe we should one of these days. Just so you can see Lisa dance to the music, her theme music. So we appreciate Lisa Monroe for all that she does. An amazing woman and a terrific naturist spreading the word on closed free living for all. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 12 today. We thank you for being with us. Let's head to part two now of my interview with the terrific Linda Weber. She should change her name to make Naturist her middle name, Linda Naturist Weber, because she's everywhere. In the naturism world, nudist world, closed free living world, whatever you want to call it, and works really hard at it. She told me she has a lot of work to do for her AANR Western Region Board and also for the Beaches Board and some other things that she does. And she believes in working hard, getting all the work done at top excellent level, and then hitting the nude beach. And I admire that. Let's get our work done first. We do the same thing here. But she's everywhere. I am the face of naturism. So let's get to it right now. True blue nude on social media everywhere. Part two of my interview with the terrific Linda Weber. Now, on top of all that, you know, we, we could stop there and say, wow, what an amazing naturist life she has. But, you know, we're only halfway done. You were <laughs> you were on the cover of the darn 2023 nudist calendar, weren't you? Oh, that was a great project. I really enjoyed yeah. being part of that. Yeah. Now, that, I saw some, uh, maybe it was in the notes that uh, we shared, uh, promoting nudism in India. Do I have that? I'm going by recollection on that. Yeah, there are some places that people forget that you can't be nude, and it's not that they just disapprove. You could actually lose your life. You could lose your job, your family. It's just still uh, absolutely taboo. And uh, when they approached me about being a part of it, uh, I said, I gladly would be on it because this is the kind of thing that we need to do is educate because it is very scary for them to want to be dude because they know that the ramifications are fairly severe. And that's why a lot of um, Indians don't do the, the, uh, the calendar because they don't want to have that uh, stigma put on them. And so yeah. I said, sure, I would be glad to do that because that's what we need. And if we have people step up, then they'll, you know, start uh, hopefully making some changes and getting and working with people within India that maybe they can make some changes. 
you know, find yeah. out that it is okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, for a number of years, close to 25 years, I lived next door to a couple from India. Uh, they're much older. They're probably in their 80s now, but they were born and raised in India. And after college, they came to the U.S. and the husband found a job and uh, you know, they got married and had kids and lived happily ever after. But every time I saw the wife or his mother, who eventually moved in with them as well, I don't know what the outfits are they wear over there, but they were dressed head to toe, whether it was middle of summer, middle of winter, didn't matter. They were just fully you know, dressed in these different garbs they were. And of course, as a naturist, you know, I'm next door on my patio <laughs> and not, not on full display, but, you know, they knew what I was doing. And at one point, he even came over and said, you know, in India, we don't really lie out on our patios like that. And I said, you know, I don't want to be rude because I, I kind of like to get along with my neighbors, but we're not in India. We're in the United States of America. And what I'm doing is legal. I, I'm not in a place where you can see me. I said, the only time you can see me is if you leave your house, you walk to the very back of your backyard on the border of my property and look. I said, what are you doing that for? And he goes, well, that's a good point. But let's, let's forget we had this conversation, he said. So <laughs> we got it all worked out. But are they still forcing women to basically dress that way in India? Do you know? I believe so. I, I've been there and it, it's a great country and the people were absolutely beautiful. I really enjoyed our trip there. But uh, we were told if we wanted to, you know, go to some of the the religious, uh, the temples and the things that, that they have, the mosques, we had to dress a certain way, which is not a problem for me. I'm usually when I go to a place, I research and yeah, yeah you had to, to cover up and you just have to be respectful. But it, it goes to show you that we need to be respectful of um, societal mores, cultural mores. That's when they're uh, brought up like that. To get them to uh, shift is a big deal because that it's so ingrained to them. That's how they were brought up. That's their culture. Mm -hmm. And so that's even a, a, a more difficult conversation because they have been told that that's, that's the proper way to live and that nudity is not proper. Did you ever feel as though you were at some level of risk promoting naturism in the country of India, or was that fairly nondescript? Well, I, I just did the calendar. So I wasn't actually when I was there, you know, I wasn't able to promote it. But you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, with the calendar, and it's, at, it's gone pretty uh, worldwide, that, you know, there will be some people that will kind of start to, to look at that and step up and realize that this is um, not a fringe thing. It's not something, it's not exhibitionist. It doesn't have anything to do with sex or porn. And right. hopefully the, the shift will be more towards wholesome naturism and what it can do for you. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Now, before we continue on uh, with another series of questions I have for you, we're talking to Linda Weber, uh, all about naturism with AANR and a whole bunch of other organizations. There's another video out there, uh, Linda. Um, I, I don't remember the, the exact title of it, but it has to do with naturism. Can you tell our listeners the title and then we'll go ahead and play it? Uh, this I credit Hector again with. It was uh, to highlight uh, being proud as a nudist and naturist. And so I believe it was like stand up and be proud or be proud yep. and talk about it. And uh, I told Hector again, I don't think I can do this. And he said, you know, you can do it, you know, just do it. And I was so glad I did because the feedback on there was, you know, hey, uh, that's me. You know, I identify with that. It's, you know, scary at first to, to talk about it and, and to be nude. And so I was so glad I did it because that's the purpose of getting onto social media was to uh, be there, be that beacon, be that one person that they say, hey, 
you know, I, I did it because of you. So. All right, let's go ahead and listen to it uh, right now, Linda Weber. Hi, I'm Linda Weber, also known as tw- on Twitter as True Blue News. My naked story started when I was in my teens. It was not a popular concept with my parents, but I realized how good I felt being nude. Clothes did not make the name, and at that time, you feel so confident. You don't feel confident. And clothes just seemed to be a judgment tool going through school. But as I, my body was changing, I actually felt more accepting of it because I was nude, because I didn't hide behind my clothes when I was at home. And I think that really helped with body positivity at a time when teens don't feel good about their body. And so also, for women, that's what I I try to emphasize. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but the best you'll ever feel is when you take off your clothes and you accept yourself for what you are. This is what, this is the body you have, and if you can accept it, instead of tearing it down, then there's only benefits for it. And that's the philosophy that I love with naturism, because that is the, the acceptance and also when you meet other naturists, you're judging yourself on, on the, the personalities and you find that you bond better with people that are judgment free. They're not looking at the outer shell. There's nothing that prevents you from getting to know the true person. And so that's why I, my naked story is I started when my, I was in my teens, but you can start it at any point. Any point is the best point to love your body. Another excellent uh, video, Linda. In fact, you know, we might have to go on Twitter and try to encourage people to encourage you. How about a video a day, just like your vitamins? Would that work or is that too much? Well, if somebody else wants to do a video a day, because getting those two was <laughs> stressful enough. <laughs> but um, I, I think it would be great if people did, if if they, you know, instituted a, you know, hey, stand up and, and, and talk about being a nudist or a naturist. I think that would be great if people started doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, because we're promoting the lifestyle, the clothes, what I call clothes free living for all the right reasons. I don't think I coined that, but it's just what rings in my head all the time. Now, on top of everything else, you're also a writer. You've written a number of articles. You've written some stories for books. Maybe just take a few moments and tell us about them. Oh, that that's exciting. That's the exciting part because I've always uh, had a little bit of a, a yen for writing. And I started um, a number of years ago, actually, when I adopted a, a, an ex-racing greyhound. And she was my muse. And so I started writing about that. And uh, it, was, it was for an online paper. And I used the proceeds. Anytime I got paid, I would reinvest it into different uh, Greyhound, uh, X Racing Greyhound, uh, rehoming clubs and things like that. So I never actually kept the money. I actually, that was my way of giving back. And so didn't really get into writing too much after that. But then there was a great series called, uh, um, murder in the nudist colony. That was the first one. And now okay. it's an anthology and, um, Ted Bunn and, um, Will Forrest started it and they, uh, it was a program where they, I had all these uh, authors submit these stories uh, and they're well-established folks. And it it was a a book and all the proceeds go to doctors without borders. And I read the first book and I thought, wow, this is great. And I said, I would like to submit a story. And I I was waiting for them to to get it and say, Oh no, (laughs) you're not a writer. Um, But they really, they, they really worked with me on that. The, when my first submission, it it needed some work because I am not an established author. And so I've now written stories for the, the, the last three books. And it's been fabulous because this is right up my alley. It's people getting together that are volunteering to give up themselves and nobody gets paid. 
And it's a lot of hard work for for Ted and Will to to edit and do all this. And for all the, the writers, and like I said, there's established writers in there that give up uh, the story for this. And it's it goes to Doctors Without Borders. I mean, it's so fabulous. It's a great thing to to promote. Yeah. Now, I talked uh, at the very beginning of the interview in my introduction about you. I am the face of naturism. Uh, that's sort of a hashtag. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if you came up with that or was assigned to you. I want you to tell us that story. But also that led uh, to the symbol of naturism, too, right? And I came up with the, the hashtag because yeah. I actually had somebody say, to me, well, what's a naturist look like? And I said, well, you're looking at one. You know, they it, they think that we're just uh, we hide. You know, we're this fringe group. It's you know, they think everything but what it is. Yeah. And I said you know, I need to to show that we're normal. You know, we work alongside you. We shop in the stores. You know, we our kids go to the same schools. You know, all this thing where if we can show how much we relate to them instead of how different we are. And so I started using the hashtag and I, I think I started it in, in 2020 on Women's Day. And I said, you know, go ahead and start using this and start promoting it. And mm-hmm. it, it um, actually gained some real traction with the, the nature symbol. Uh, the nature symbol was was uh, voted on uh, by a lot of uh, naturists on some different social media platforms as kind of a, a symbol. You know, how can we recognize other nudists and naturists without it saying nude and nature? You know, something that, you know, is obvious. So we came up with this, uh, Jacob um, Braun came up with this great symbol that has uh, the, the sun and some waves that are cleverly look like they could be somebody sunning themselves. And mm-hmm. Someone asked, uh, I would like to have a mug with the symbol and the hashtag. And so they they approached me and I said, I, yes, I will align myself because I know this is a, a great project. And then it, it seemed to uh, take off from there. And I started seeing a lot of people tagging their profiles with it, which was great because when people see that, they say, oh, it's, you know, another normal person normalizing nudity. So it, it's really fabulous. It's taken off. I heard you say on an interview, uh, you would run across seven lanes of traffic to get to a car that had the naturism symbol on it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, because you know what it means. You know what they're all about, right? Oh, absolutely. Because it'd be like, wow, you know, somebody I could, you know, talk to and find out what, you know, group they're with or, you know, where they've gone or something like that. Yeah, it's just this way of saying, hey, you know, we're out there and, you know, I'm one little hand raising type thing. Yeah, I'm sure you've noticed uh, on our Twitter page for the uh, the show, uh, Naked Nudist or Naturist, we've used that symbol. Uh, that's what we use. We started off with some photos of some folks here in the studio. I thought, you know, we're going to have our page taken away after one day. Uh, maybe so. So we continued to look. And this is before I even knew you existed. We had never met. We had never talked. I didn't know there was such a big deal as a symbol. But I saw that symbol. I said, you know, can we grab this? And we had people check into it and said, yeah, you know, legally you can use it. So we've been using it uh, from day one of our Twitter page. So we thank you for that. Oh, well, don't thank me. It's it's Jacob yeah. that that did it. But it, it's yeah. great because that you discovered it and, and looked into it and realized it is something that is is starting to be universal. We've got people using it all all over. And and one of the, the most creative is tattoos. I've seen people get with tattoos on them. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see somebody in person with a tattoo. And I'm yes, I will run across seven lanes to go talk <laughs> to them about their tattoo. 
I think that's great. And, and there are no words associated with this symbol. So you either know what it means or you don't, right? And that was a purpose. It was a way yeah. for us as like a little wink and a nod. Oh, that's a naturist. Or for people that, you know, if you wear that, it, it's not so in your face. And and that's what I wanted to do. Because, you know, I've got t-shirts when I have to be clothed, you know, sometimes that have, you know, nude or, or you know, some kind of thing on it. And it's right there. And it's kind of like in your face. And, and it's great for me. But other people, it might be a little off-putting. So this was just a way to kind of bring it into people's self, you know, subconscious, and you know, kind of be out there. And so then, when they see it and they recognize it, they realize what it means. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. If you just had a T-shirt made up that says "I'm naked 25/8 and loving every day of it," that's too in the face. But the symbol, you know, once you find out, say, "Oh, hey, he's one, she's one. Why don't we talk?" And before you know it, you are. So I think it's a great way you guys have done with that. And you mentioned tattoos. And I also heard you say on another interview, sometimes people change the color, right? Just because the yellow doesn't necessarily match with the skin always. Yeah, the Creative Commons license that Jacob put it under was uh, for free use. And I thought that was so generous of him. And you can um, change the colors. Uh, you can, yeah, it, for tattoos, it's usually, you know, they don't have colors. So it's, it, people have modified it. And it's, it's really neat to see, you know, what they've done with it. And, and so... I, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, no, you you definitely are on to something there. Okay, I want to get into a, a much more serious topic now as it relates to naturism, and that has to do with women. And uh, I know a lot of the issues that women deal with. Obviously, I can't know them all because I can't experience them like you can. Uh, but the whole body image thing, the whole hair, the clothes, my uh, backside, my front side, my legs, my arms, my makeup, and the list goes on and on and on how females are judged. So to ask them, hey, let's whip all your clothes off. Let's go to a club. Now they look at you like, have you gone mad? Have you totally lost your brain? So how do we get women to understand this is the real deal and they'll be much better if they do it? How do we do that? Boy, I'll tell you, if if I actually had the the magic potion for that, I would, you know, be the queen because that is <laughs> so difficult. That is the conversation that is, it, it, I call it peeling the onion because there's so many different layers about why women don't want to be nude. And, you know, the first thing is body image. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I can tell you all my flaws. I really can, but I've embraced them because it's my body and, you know, I, I see it all the time and I'm, I'm used to it. So, but for somebody else, it, it's a whole, you know, they're looking at me, I've got flaws, I'm not perfect. You're asking me to take my makeup off, take the clothes that identify me off. I, I'm overweight or, you know, I just don't look like, you know, I should be out there without my clothes. I mean, that, that's a big one is, you know, I shouldn't be out there. Nobody wants to see me. So when the conversation is different, you know, for men, men still, you know, come to me and they say they, they still have body issues and it's, mm -hmm. it's not easy for them, but it mm -hmm. seems to be a little bit easier for a man. But yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing. Like, Hey, let's go to a club and we're going to be nude. It's a conversation where I have to ease them into, to, uh, talk, even talking about it. Yeah. And I've done the same thing now, for a number of women. Just, you know, let's try it. I'll go with you. The two of us can go somewhere, you know, privately. It's just the idea of being without your clothes in nature, sunshine, wind, all that good stuff. And everyone who tried it, like, again, should have tried this 150 years ago. Now, I also heard you mention, uh, it might have been when you were talking to Donna Price, the concept of a bra. 
all these restrictions that have been put on women over the years. You know, you have to look a certain way. You have to do this. You have to buy that. You have to have a bra on because, you know, really bad things are going to happen. You don't necessarily believe that, do you? I'll tell you, bras are, I, I'm, yeah, I haven't worn one in ages. Uh, mm. I will wear them every once in a while, but they're, they're not good for you. I mean, what they do is they artificially, you know, hold up your breasts and that's, and when they just are able to hang naturally, you know, the muscles become stronger. So, you know, it's one of those things that that it started with a purpose, but it's now, you know, outdated, at least for naturists, but, you know, getting women to realize that they shouldn't, you know, wear a bra or don't need to wear a bra that's healthier, that's another thing. It, it's just this whole, you know, we've been indoctrinated so much about the stuff that we need, you know, the stuff we have to wear, the, you know, the the foundation garments that just absolutely bind you to the point that it's actually caused people internal injuries, you know, things like that. So to tell them that they don't need it and they'd feel better without it, that, it's, a, it's a tough conversation. It really is. Oh, yeah. Now, I tend to not get angry. I'm not an angry person in life. You know, I I just don't allow myself to get angry. I guess that's the way I say it. But I can get pretty close to darn angry when it comes to this whole, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, free the nipple campaign or a topless campaign. By angry, I don't mean at the campaign. I mean, whoever decided, you know, men, you want to go outside and run around with no shirt and go for it. Women, you want to do it? We're going to arrest you. Where did how did that even come to be? And what can we do to, to make it equal for all? Well, that's the thing is, you know, we were all born with nipples. So come on, you know, yeah. what, what what's different? See, we've stigmatized them and demonized them and weaponized them, you know, and yeah. made them they, they are obviously very powerful because you can get thrown off of social media forum, you can be arrested for being topless. So they have, you know, seem to have these great power associated with them. we just need to shift that power to realize, if I take my top off, I'm no different than you, Frank, you're sitting there nude, I'm sitting here nude, why th- should there be that inequity? Yeah, and it's gone on forever. I, I, I shouldn't say forever. There was a time when it wasn't like that. We talked about that earlier. And then it became a time where it is normal. I can walk out of my house right now, walk down to my driveway to the mailbox, no shirt on, no problem. If you came to my house and tried that stunt, somebody would have an issue with it, either a neighbor or they'd call somebody. The, the, it wouldn't just be a nice, quiet day after you did that. Is there anything more unfair in life than that? Maybe there is, but to me, uh, that's the epitome of unfairness. It's true because, like I said, we all have nipples. And why do we have one, you know, set that seems to be, you know, so powerful and that, you know, you're going to get arrested and, you know, somebody else could just walk down the street freely. And I've been a part of the, the Go Topless movement and uh, the first, I did it um, early on. Um, when I first started in social media. And it was quite eye opening, because we did it was on Venice Beach, and it was considered a protest. So you were able to be there on the beach, but you had to cover up your nipples, (laughs) go topless, but you have to cover up your nipples with little pasties (laughs) or something. But what was eye opening was the women, you know, you walk on the parade, and, and you would wave to them, and they would wave, but the men all had their cameras out. And they were all taking pictures like they've never seen women's breasts before. And it was my husband did like a little 360 about the, you know, going around and all you see is. And I thought that tells you what it's like, what the public perceives. It's like, oh, boy, you know, half nude women, you know, instead of supporting it, it was more it just it was just really uh, disheartening. But the more that we do it and I know that they've got a go topless day that they do in in, uh, August, you know, Mm -hmm. the more that we do those where there are these planned uh, events 
and things like that to normalize it. I think it's going to be once you you make it normal, it just becomes one of those eh, you know, things that they don't make a big deal about. The, the media doesn't make a big deal about it. They just go about their business. And it's getting to that point that we need to get to it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to mention is, OK, I don't know how many women live in your town. Uh, let's just say, let's just take a number of 50,000 just for the heck of it, whether it's county, city, 50,000 women all walk outside today and do everything uh, with no top on, no shirt, no bra, no nothing. Well, every guy in town is going to go crazy. They're going, oh, let's take some pictures here. Let's get my iPhone out and snap some video. This is the greatest day of my life, the men might say. And then let's say you do it again tomorrow. Most of the men will still go crazy and whip out their iPhone again. But some, well, you know, we did that yesterday. Anyway, I got to go watch this uh, baseball game on TV. And maybe a year later, maybe you're down to two or three guys who say, yeah, let's take another photo. What the heck? It's been a year. And then eventually it just goes away. It's like everything else in life. When it becomes normal, it's no longer a big deal. Can we get there? I guess that's my question. It, we're, we're certainly trying, but it is, um, it's, it's, it's a tough road to hoe because you've got the media that they want to sensationalize things. And it's always, you know, this whole, um, she's nude and crazy on drugs running down the middle of the street or in the airport, or it, it's, they always have to attach some kind of, you know, sensationalist adjective to it. You know, it's just not somebody normal walking in and going buy groceries. And so yeah. that, that's part of the problem is the media wants to make it a bigger deal and and more sensationalize it than it really is. So normalizing naturism for the media is really a tough road to hoe, I must say. Yeah. And, and of course, it goes back to the uh, the money as well. You know, if they encourage women to go top free, they're not going to buy as many tops. And uh, there was a picture uh, you posted on your Twitter feed. Uh, you're at the Naturist Resort for the AANR West uh, Convention Conference. And it was a picture of your closet. It, it contained one hanger. And very little on the hanger. And I think a pair of shoes or flips at the bottom on the floor. Well, you're not doing a whole lot of good for the clothing industry, Linda Weber, are you? No, I'm not. And one of these days I'm going to have a big target on my back because of it. But I mean, there is such joy in knowing when I'm going to do a nature's holiday. It's like, okay, I've got my you know little sandals. I have a Pareo for a cover up. I've got a towel you know, maybe a hat, sunscreen, and my sunglasses. And it's it's a carry-on bag to go to Florida. I mean, it's yeah. so fabulous. You know, that's yeah. that's the joy of it. Well, yeah, I mean, in the old days, you know, textile days, if you ever had any, maybe you never really had true textile days, but you pack up to go on a trip, it might be three or four suitcases, each weighs 50 pounds. You have, uh, you, you might be going for 10 days, but you take 30 dresses just in case you change your mind during the trip. And same with shoes and everything else. And now it's what, like a lunch bag or whatever you can fit into a lunch bag. There's your carry on and you're good to go. Oh, I, I, I try. I mean, we still do a lot of textile uh, vacations and that's rough because it's like, oh, I have to pack clothes and I'm a minimalist. So I'm going to wear the same thing. I don't care if somebody sees me the same thing for five days because and I'm, I'm a fashion don't. I don't go out there and run and get you know, new stuff. So what's yeah. ever in my closet is what I'm pulling out to wear for that vacation. Yeah. Good enough. I, I think that photo of your closet, the one hanger, very little on it, and then a pair of uh, whatever is that the, on the floor, slippers, shoes. Yeah, sandals, sandals. sandals yeah. I think that should be some kind of a symbol for naturism, too. Like, here's how you pack when you go on a holiday as a naturist. I, I just, it struck me as, you know, my first reaction, I laughed a little. And then I quickly realized, you know, she's onto something here. That's what it should, that's what your closet should look like on a naturist vacation. 
uh, very little, one hanger only. Whatever you can get on one hanger, that's it, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's like I said, that's that's the fun part. And and now my clothes, I have more Pareos. And so I've got, you know, a few more little jazzy sandals, but that's it. I mean, that's what I pack and it's it's fabulous. Yeah. Now, before we let you go, a couple of other things. I do want you to put out uh, whatever you want to put out in terms of your social media. If people want to get a hold of you, if they have questions about naturism, uh, men or women just want to talk to you about it. How can they find you? Oh, okay. For Twitter, uh, which seems to have the, a more global reach, it's uh, True Blue Nude on Twitter, um, Naturist Hub. Uh, I think I'm under that for Linda Weber. And then on me, we discord Reddit and the other ones, I'm true blue nude. And I would love people to follow me, um, whether they're naturists or not, because that's I'm there to educate. I'm there to explain what it's about, how wholesome it is, how wonderful it is. And for people to to contact me if they do have questions. And I love working one on one with with people, especially guys with the reluctant spouses and getting them to embrace it. And that's the real joy in life that I I have for that. Yeah. And that's what makes you, in my view, so remarkable, uh, Linda Weber, is there are a lot of people out there on Twitter every day. They're posting two, 10, a billion photos of themselves naked in every conceivable position. Well, they're not really promoting nature. And they're just promoting their own body. Like, hey, look at me, world. Whereas you're, yeah, you post pictures of yourself too, but they're always tasteful. They're appropriate. But the bottom undertone is always you're trying to help people and educate people. And that's what struck me about you and your work right out of the gate. Like this woman means business as far as getting people to accept natures and because it's good for them. It's good for Linda Weber, too, as a person. But you don't need to be helping other people. I'm sure you have other things to do in your life. But you're driven to this and you've helped untold hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, I'm guessing you know that or maybe you don't know that. Maybe you don't know how many you've helped because people don't always tell you, right? I, I have gotten some great stories and it yeah. just, sometimes they bring tears to my eyes about how it w- they were transformed. Um, you know, cause I've worked with women. They said, okay, we're going to go to a club. Oh my gosh. And so I always say, you know, please tell me your experience. And I have been so overjoyed when they said, oh my gosh, Linda, this was so wonderful. I can't wait to go back. And why didn't I do it, you know, before? And I said, I always give them a little out. Hey, you weren't ready at the time. At the time that you decided to go, that's when you were ready to accept whatever, you know, when you walk through the door and it was fabulous. And I have not heard anybody say that they uh, had a bad experience, which is just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely terrific. Uh, last thing for you now in the notes, uh, you actually do some work as a private pilot and you've been out there skydiving as well. Oh, yeah, uh, that was I, I like to do adventurous things. And so, I guess so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I for my birthday, I think it was for, for my 30th birthday, I said, you know, I'd like to go skydiving. And uh, well, actually might have been sooner than that. And I thought, you know, well, something happens. I go out on the day I go in and it was just supposed to be a a one-time thing. And I loved every minute of it. And so I actually took uh, lessons and did, you know, a couple hundred skydives. And, and then I wanted to get my private pilot's license. My husband was a pilot. And so I said, Hey, I I want to fly a plane too. And so I started flying and then we actually took our plane and flew it to the drop zone so we could go skydiving, get back in the plane and fly home. So <laughs> yeah, I, I've had my fun and doing stuff like that. That's not a bad way to go. I remember seeing when I was a kid, uh, by kid, I mean, in high school, a magazine where they had nude skydiving. It was uh, all men. There were no women in this particular magazine. 
is that still a thing? Do people still do nude skydiving as a regular course of action? I've, I've actually seen it. it. It's pretty neat. They didn't actually have any at my drop zones when I was doing it. Um, but there's been some folks that have actually done it for um, like jumps for charity and things like oh. that. So they're they're tethered to somebody. So it's not like they are doing it um on their own, like me, I've never been tethered to anybody. Um, but they oh. go out with somebody and it, it's, and I think everybody that's ever done it has thought, wow, this is fabulous. I don't know of anybody that said, man, I'm never doing that again. It's just one of those things that is just, it sticks with you and it's just great. Well, I remember we had a, a president, the older of the two uh, Bushes, uh, George Bush, the senior, he was skydiving even at the age of 90. That's how much he enjoyed it. So I guess if you can skydive at 90, you can skydive when you're younger, right? (laughs) That's one of those things that if they can do it, I can do it, which is, like I said, why I got on social media. Because when somebody sees me, they say, if she can do it, then I can do it. So, Yeah. Well, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, We've uh, both been looking forward to this uh, conversation interview for a long time. And uh, you are definitely out there in the world of naturism. Uh, People are getting to know you. It seems like everybody knows you now. Uh, because you are the face of naturism, as we talked about, and you're big with the na- nature symbol, promoting that, promoting a clothes free life uh, for all of the right reasons. And you're with AANR, you're with a whole bunch of other things too, right? British naturism, uh, uh, TNS, the INF, you pretty much joined everything under the, under the sun, literally under the sun, uh, when it comes to naturism, because you're out there to promote it to everybody. And I think I could be wrong about this, but it seems like just about every day you're posting something on Twitter. Is that right? Or do you miss a day occasionally? Or what's your plan there? I, I try to, to post every day. You know, sometimes it's a little difficult because, you know, I do have board work. I do have um, I'm on the uh, I'm a governor for the Beaches Foundation. Um, oh, right. So I've got work on that. So you know, I try to promote the fun uh, of being out in nature. But, you know, a lot of it is board work and the business that, you know, actually makes the, the, you know, makes it so we can have fun, so we can get out there and enjoy it. So, you know, some days I don't post because I'm sitting there doing, you know, paperwork to ensure that our, our nude privileges are still existing, which they lately have been under fire. So it's, it's a lot of work. All right. Well, keep fighting the fight. Keep doing what you're doing. Whatever we can do to help you and support you, you let us know and we will launch into action as well. How's that for a deal? Oh, that sounds fabulous. All right. Again, Linda Weber, you can find her on Twitter, True Blue Nude, and a whole bunch of other places on social media. I am the face of naturism. And Linda Weber, thank you for everything. Let's talk again soon. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that. Have a great day. The terrific Linda Weber. What an amazing human being. She does all of this for you. She doesn't get paid for what she does. And the times where a check does roll in, guess what? She donates it to a cause. Does all of this for free. Does it for you so you can enjoy the clothes-free life wherever you want. Your backyard, the, the nude beach, the resort. You don't want your rights taken away. In fact, you'd like to have them expanded. That's a big part of what Linda Weber does. So check her out. True Blue Nude all over social media. AANR Western Region, also the Beaches Group. And we are really glad that we have met her acquaintance here. We consider her a friend of the program. And if you want to contact her, as I mentioned, True Blue Nude all over social media. Well, we thank you for joining in today. Naked Nudists and Naturists, Episode 12. Don't forget, a preview of next week's show comes up on Wednesday on YouTube. So make sure you check that out as well. Well, you've been listening to Naked Nudists and Naturists today, episode 12. Thank you for being with us. 
we give you a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Continue to join us. Check us out on our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com, Spotify, Google, Amazon slash Audible, Apple Podcasts, and also on Twitter. You can write us anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And uh, we thank you for being with us uh, today. Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Thank you.